It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws. And you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter too, at VOC Nation. Yo, yo, yo. What is up? It's another Briscoe and Big Ace show. We're back. We took a couple weeks off. It is the holiday season. Holiday, like basically weeks now. So we figured we wanted to get back with everybody before the holidays happen. And here we are. We're back. And we've been promising a guest. We've been promising a big guest. And we pulled it off. It's here. It's happening. It is tonight. Guys, welcome. You've seen him on let me go down the list, man, because you've got quite a list, uh, King Mo, that I got to go through here. But it, it's an amazing thing. So first of all, you know him from the world of MMA. You've seen him in uh, Bellator, Ryzen. You are a Strike Force Light heavyweight champion, Rising heavyweight Grand Prix champion, which makes you a two-time world champion in the world of MMA. A uh, also notable victories over uh, Roger Gracie, Chuck Congo, Rampage Jackson, um, the World Victory Road, and M- N1 Global. You've also were in TNA, which we are going to talk about for sure tonight. Uh, and uh, you're also currently on MLW. Guys, King Mo joining the Briscoe Brisco and Big A show. What's happening, y'all? What's going on? Dude, we're glad to have you. Sorry that I can't say your last name for some reason right now, Wes. But, dude, it's great. to. So you hopped on. We talked for a minute before we got on here. But, like, my, my favorite part of doing these shows when we do these and we bring guests on is – seeing Wes and his friends just catch up uh, is always the best. And that instantly happened the minute you clicked on. So uh, again, thanks for joining us and dude, what's going on? So where are you at? Are you in Florida as well? Yeah, I'm here at the Coral Springs, Florida. It's right by Boca Raton. It's outside of Fort Lauderdale. I'm a coach here at American top team. We're we're one of the top gyms, gyms and top teams in the world. So, yo, I'm having a good time out here and then training with the guys, helping prepare for fights. Actually, not guys, but training with the fighters. I have a few female fighters that are top-notch as well. So I'm just out there trying to get my fighters right. That's what's yeah. that, That's pretty badass. And that's kind of, like, how I first met, like, Mo. Is like, I knew about him through – wrestling and i actually knew about him through amateur wrestling before yeah. all that, <laughs> because because of the pop yeah, and i'm glad that you brought that up 
because uh, I don't know if many people know this, but you have quite the uh, background in, in amateur wrestling, collegiate wrestling. Senior, let me get this right. Your senior year in high school, undefeated and state champ. Yeah. That, that's crazy. And then senior year college, D1, uh, was it third in state or third in the country? Yeah, I, I should have won it, man. But, ah, I got beat in the semifinals with like a last ticket takedown by – a guy named Damian Hahn, who was a stud back then. So Ooh. I was beating him. <clears throat> I was beating him and with like 10 seconds left, he got taken out. Snuck me. But, you know, it was cool. You know, I had a good time wrestling. I like to compete. Now, you know, I like to teach. And I like to go out there and pro wrestle for MLW. You know, we're having a good time right now. All right. That's great. So I want to hear that. Wes. So you guys must have met before TNA then. No, we didn't. we didn't meet him. Uh, before TNA, but my dad was always talking about Timo. He was like, you got to check him out, man. You got to check him out because I guess you talked to my dad. Before. Yeah, he recruited me. Like He yeah. actually called me and uh, got me my fight to Louisville, Kentucky with with a guy named Brandon Eggum. And at that time, Brandon Eggum was uh, Brock Lesnar, one of his coaches and teammates. I know. I went yeah. to Dave Robbins' camp, and he was one of the coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, that's, that's a rough camp. That's a rough camp. Oh, oh, I know it's rough because I know people that told me, they said, Mo, we just try to break the kids. I'm, I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, sometimes we'll have them go run eight miles, then do so many push-ups and do burpees and squats and wrestle live and do all this. And I'm like, for what, man? You're, you're trying to hurt the kids. And he's like, no, nah, yeah, this is a breaking time, too. <laughs> Bro, this is the middle of summertime. Like, yeah. like, I ain't coming back to wrestle. Like, I'm going to be off for the next yeah. month, you know? Like, you know how conditioning is. Yeah. You don't keep that up. Like, you're going to lose it like that, you know? People yeah, are, yeah. Yeah, it don't matter what you did in the past couple of months. If you forget it and don't finish training, you lose that stuff quickly. You lose everything. Yeah, real quick. <clears throat> but, yeah, man, that was, like, a really – like, Agam, he was, like – he was a big dude, but I just – I don't think wrestling kind of – I just don't think he kind of fit that wrestling. You know, he fit the mold of a wrestler, but yeah. I don't think he had the mindset for Well, he never, he never watched it. When yeah. I came, like, Jim Cornette was asking us questions, and I was like, look, man, I'm a I'm an NWA WCW guy. You know, so WWE was cool, but I grew up watching NWA WCW. I was like, I told him a story about how I – like, I grew up in a Muslim household. And once my daddy left, like, we were struggling, so – my, my mama went to the church. And the church took us in, and they told us they told us that you know they talked about prayer and all this other stuff. <clears throat> so I remember when Sting was gonna wrestle Ric Flair at the Class of Champions. I prayed on that that Sting would win, right? I prayed hard. Sting didn't win. It, it was a Broadway, you know what I'm saying? A draw. So I was like, maybe God, you know, maybe he's you know not tripping. Maybe he just you know didn't want him to win, but he didn't want him to lose either. So I was like, cool. So then <clears throat> there's another few, like a while later. I think it's the Powers of Pain versus uh, the, the Legion of Doom. And now, you know, I, you know, World War the Barbarian, that was my, that was my team. Yeah. I used to yeah. fuck with them heavy, you know what I'm saying? The fine head, but man, that got no bed in that. Well, when that match happened, it was a squash match. And I was praying, I was crying and shit. My mama told me, she's like, look, wrestling's not real. And then I was like, I prayed to God about it. So like, if wrestling's not real, then I guess God don't really exist either. That's what that's what that was my rationale when I was young. And right. So I still run with it. Yeah, that's badass. So and then the craziest thing is, 
So then we'll fast forward. I'm I'm sitting there at the TNA building, and I hear everyone talking about. They're like, "Oh, King Moen," and then I was like, I called my dad, and I was like, I was like, "Is this the same King Moen?" My dad's like, "Yeah, go up to him, talk to him, mess with him about Oklahoma." Say something about Oklahoma. So <laughs> I believe you were sitting like a chair in front of me. And there was like no one around. No one would sit in front of you. And I was in like chair behind you. I think I like kicked your seat or said something like, you know, just being a smart ass. Said something. And you turned around and then instantly we started talking. And then I mentioned my dad and you started laughing. And we like just instantly started like, we just hit it off. We were like yeah. instantly just like bonded. And ever since then, we've just been, you know, chilling ever since then. Aces and eight. Yeah. Yeah. Was a crazy <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, I like that storyline. I thought it was cool, man. But then they kind of, once once they got to um, have a um, bully Ray in there, they didn't go any further like they could have. They kind of kind of broke into. Don't you think that Devon should have been the president? I think have been. I think I think bully should came in and been like, "I'm not the president. The boss sent me here to make sure these are in, in tune." And then it should have brought out Devon later as the head honcho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I. I mean, we like we all like the whole group. <laughs> always thought that like once Devon wasn't in control, it kind of like made it not saying Devon kind of looked after everyone when Bully was kind of in charge. It was kind of like Bully just yeah. the champion and didn't really care about the yeah. when Devon yeah. was there, he actually cared about all of us and like got all of us involved and like it was I really enjoyed like Devon man, I love that dude. That's like my brother man. Like he was awesome. And um so when you were there, what did we get to do? I totally forgot. Do you remember? No, because the thing is, like, they were really like, organized, you know, back then. Dude, they so were stuff. not organized at all. Not at all. Um, you know, I I had a good time meeting everybody, but they didn't use me that much. <clears throat> I spent more time at OBW wrestling. You know what I'm saying? And I was wrestling matches there, talking to Al Snow, um, Rip Rogers, my boy Trailer Park Trash. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Frank Miller. You know what I'm did saying? They're all decent. Did you do two stints at OVW? Uh, I was there a few times, yeah. Yes, I, go, I just go there random times in between fights. You're doing that work, son. Yeah. Man, I, mean, I, I enjoy pro wrestling, man. Like Now I find myself like, like I remember when I was young, <clears throat> Ric Flair was like fucking believable. Now I'm watching this old pro wrestling, I'm like, God damn, this guy really believes the shit he's saying. He's, this guy's really believable. Like, right. You don't see the same promos now that you used to see back then. Oh no! Boy, like, like, they don't have freedom. Well, Nick Aldis, look, Nick Aldis gets a mean promo. I, I like his promos. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? He had a mean promo. Um, MJF is good too. Yeah, yeah. Aldis is very brings back that old school. Yes, he'll drop names. He'll drop names. Yeah, he'll, and, he'll drop names and, and 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 give you a little Easter egg in his promos. That's why I like him. I fuck with the promos. He's one of the hottest. I, I like it. Uh, so, like, right now, <laughs> what, like, what are you doing in MLW? Like, what do they have you? Like, like, what do you, what have you been up to in there? I uh, got a little few, you know, America Top Team versus uh, Loki, bitch ass. Oh, tell me you gonna mess up Loki. <laughs> I got to man. I'm gonna smash yep. Loki, man. <laughs> Loki, uh, you know the Von Ericas, the yeah. sisters. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, um, I think Davy Boy, but I'm not sure. You know, What's going on with him? But you know, I heard he's a free agent. Maybe Davy yeah. Boy, he's a beast too. Yeah, hey, yeah. Isn't Paul Two down there? 
yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, you gotta tell brother Us I said what's up. Uh, hey, yeah, two, hey, Fatu can go rip. Oh, dude. Hey, and look, it's a squad called Injustice. Um, um, Myron Reed and uh, Jordan Oliver. Oh my God, them boys can go. Like, MLW has some, you know, there's people that can, like, even Tom Waller. People yeah. sleep on him. Filthy Tom can go. You know, he has some skills. Yeah, I, I've, I've actually done some shows with him. I, I forgot where. I think maybe Canada. But I've done some shows with, uh, with Tom before. And he really takes it serious, too. Like, he really, really tries his hardest. And that's really cool to see. So, right now at MLW, are you, like, are you really stoked on where you're going and you're ready for like, or are you guys going to, have you guys been filming? Or are you guys getting ready to like, you started to restart, but we like, I've had matches, I've had a match with Loki at, uh, at ECW arena. You know, right. say 2300. That was cool. You know, um, they're going to, we're going to start, we have a war games type thing going on supposedly just waiting on here. What's, what's up? Cause I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm training, staying in shape. You know, I always know you're in shape, man. You always be doing like crazy workouts and stuff. I like the one where you had the tennis ball. In front yeah, of you, were, you were sparring that. Yeah, and I, actually, I actually hung a tennis ball in my garage and I started sparring with that thing. Just I didn't have it on my head like how you did it, but I did yeah. it in the garage. And it, you know, it helps your hot hand and uh, yeah, hand eye coordination. Yeah, man. Yeah, really. and timing as well it helps your yeah. timing big right. time. So yeah. do you, you, I mean, obviously, you have the, M, uh, the MMA background, the wrestling background. Did you box at all or, or train <laughs> that too? Well, no, not until I started in MMA. Okay. Like, I, I spar with a lot of pro boxers. I spar with Louis Ortiz, Brian Jennings, Eddie Chambers. I spar with plenty of, plenty of pro boxers. Michael Hunter, he's a, he's a world ranked, he's top five in heavyweight division. Andrew Sabini, the top 10 cruiserweight. I used to get these guys work on a weekly basis. Yeah, see, I thought, see, I actually thought you boxed just because you could throw hands, boy. You, you <laughs> not only did you have a nasty double leg, boy, you had them hands to back it up. No, because throwing hands is like, you know, when I was wrestling, I looked at wrestling as a legal fight. So I was like, that's fun. But then MMA is the next step because now I can actually throw punches and not get penalized. So I'm like, okay, I took punch crazy because I could do submissions, but I just like punching because – for 12 years, I was just taking you down and barring your wrist and putting put you in your back. Okay, you know, but I like to punch. So, like, I'm going to beat, beat, beat the living hell out you. I'm going to beat you in the submission. That's what I want to do. Beat the life out you. Make you tap or make the referee jump in, make the towel get thrown in, or make you go to sleep. That's what I was trying to do. So how did you go from – you know, you had a great collegiate, uh, collegiate career. And I think you carried that a little bit after that, as far as the amateur wrestling, how did that eventually go into MMA professional wrestling was professional <laughs> anything before you got into the MMA world? Yeah. I wanted to do professional wrestling. Then I went to a uh, OBW and I remember, um, I was there, had a good time <clears throat> and Shad Gaspar, rest in peace. Yeah. He was like, he's talking to me. He's like, what are you gonna do? I was like, I kind of want to be a world champion first. In wrestling, I mean, in amateur wrestling, Olympic champion, then come back like Kurt Angle, then go to MMA. Like, you know what I'm saying? But <clears throat> but I spent too much time in amateur wrestling. Because, you know, sometimes you just can't let that dream go. I spent yeah. too much time there. And then from there, I was like, you know what? What's, what else is there? Because I could have went back to OBW, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to fight. And I trained for six weeks. I got offered a fight in Japan like, um, a week and a half notice. 
Ticket and what, what, what league in Japan? For Sengoku. When, when Dream split up, I mean, when Ryzen split, I mean, um, when uh, Pride split up, yeah. Pride split up into two groups, um, Dream and Sengoku. So I was in the Sengoku side. <coughs> yeah, and I went out, went out there, fight, fight, do a heavyweight. He weighed like 260 pounds. I weighed, with my clothes on, I weighed 220, with everything on. But I was probably about 212, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, knocked him out. Damn. That's crazy. Did New Japan ever holler at you? No, nah, but the thing is, like, that's the thing I'm trying to get. I'm, I like the shoot style. Yeah. I like the shoot style, and, and I think that's the way to go. <clears throat> and when I first started doing, you know, professional wrestling, they had me doing the, you know, tie up, yeah. hit the ropes, which is cool. You, you know that, but the same time now, MMA and combat sports growing. Like you're seeing more punches, kicks, knees, flying knees, spinning back fists, spinning back elbows, and submissions in there. And it makes more sense now. You know what I'm saying? Like people are working a leg, working the same leg, throwing submissions on there, doing damage to it. And then they'll lock up a submission to get the victory. It makes a lot more sense. Like, you know, how you gonna do all that? Then they yeah. do like a, a flying frog splash and get the victory, work their leg for the whole match. You know, yeah. it makes no sense. Yeah. Dude, I love I love your mindset and yeah. like just hearing you break down that makes me happy. Makes me know that like you 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 on it, man. Like, bro, listen, I'm a wrestling fan. Grew up, grew, yeah. grew up watching, and then I, you know, now that now that I've learned, I learned about it. I'm still learning as well. I watch the match. I'm like, oh, there's a bite. Oh, great story. Oh, okay. Mm, too rushed. Yeah. He should, should save that moment and let it build up before he went to something else. You know? Yeah, but then again, though, it's totally true with MMA and it's same with amateur wrestling. You know, I like when I was in there, I remember if I see someone limping, I know exactly where I'm going. You know, yep. <laughs> if I see the opportunity, I'm going to take it because that's just something that, like, you know, we're a pack of wild wolves. And if we see the wounded one, we're going to attack it. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's just how it is. And, it's crazy that like a lot more people can't think of it that way, you know. But it's that short attention span too. Like, uh, you know, that's why you see these spot fest matches that are uh, happening more than like you guys say to- storytelling. Uh, but, if, but even even more, more than that, I mean, not, not like to cut you off. But no, you look at the music. Yeah, <clears throat> back when we we're coming through, when I was coming up, songs are about five minutes long, four minutes long. Short is three and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Now. Songs are about two minutes, no hooks, rushed, maybe one hook if you're lucky. Get that. Yeah. <laughs> two minutes long. And I'm like, damn, that's it? Two minutes? What the? You see a whole album. It'll be 13 <laughs> songs, and it's like 33 minutes long. I'm yeah. Like, what the fuck? And you want to hear another funny thing, Big Ace, is me and Mo, we have another friend <laughs> in Detroit, yeah. a rapper that uh v styles that did our yeah yeah we v styles actually came to a couple of his fights and uh walked him out and did the whole thing went to went to island with me v styles like my big brother man yeah so how did you first of all how did you meet him and then i'll tell you how i met him like one day he's reached out to me on social media about interview so i was like cool and we talked in the interview and i was like hey man stay in touch so then I was fighting um, Roger Gracie in, in Ohio, and he pulled up. <clears throat> and then after I won, he came to the hotel room, was chopping it up. And I said, all right, man, but you're, you're, whenever I fight, just come along, man. Just, just. He met my brother, my, pretty much my family. And 
you know, that's my dog, man. I talk to him every day, if not every week. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's my boy, man. Yeah, it's my boy. No, yeah, he, he's a good person, man. He's a good person. <laughs> you know, not weight, man. He 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 been doing it. He been hitting the gym hard. Now, well, you know, you know, he's got lots of weight. You know, he's a, a little crackhead. Yeah. You know that? Yeah, I'm just playing. I'm playing. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about time. Hey, no crackhead can sit in a sauna for like 45 minutes. <laughs> I'll be seeing him, and he be bad. Yeah, be like, because he's pushed how, himself finally. How did you yeah. meet him? How did I meet him? Well, at the time I was a uh, pro wakeboarder and uh, we were the clothing company that was sponsoring me at the time were sponsoring like hip hop artists and they sponsored the Shaw brothers. They sponsored V styles and they all came down and to do like a music video and shoot some stuff for the clothing line. And of course I was down there and I was sponsored. They're like, you come down to Fort Lauderdale or Fort Myers. I think it was. And I showed up at Fort Myers, met him, and we just all hung out and just all became cool. And next thing you know, we're like, did a trip to Mexico together. We did all kinds of crazy stuff. And I was like, you know, maybe like uh, 24, 25 at the time. So it was a good like 10 years ago, you know. Yeah, he told me, like, he seen a picture of us. He said, Mo, Wes is my man. I was like, that's my dog too. He's like, I know you fuck with him. Tell me, know me. And then I said that he's like, yeah, it was crazy, man. Cause you know, me, me and BC, we grew up, he's a little older than me. We grew up different, but we're kind of the same. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Only thing different is like his music is outdated. Don't tell him I said that, <laughs> but, but he's stuck in the past with the music. You know, he's like how we are now with the younger generation. Yeah. But like, see, I like, I love his style, man. Like, no, like, no, I, no, I like his style. Even Mr. Cheese and some of his old, dude, I love just that old school hip hop. Yeah, I, I respect it, but man, sometimes, man, like, man, like, that sounds like it's outdated. Like, with fat boys, you know what I'm saying? Not the beat, fat boys. <laughs> no, man, stop that, man. Stop. Oh, outdated. Half of the people who watch our show are going to be like, who the hell are the fat boys? That's yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that callback. I love that. What was the movie they had? Do you remember that? Yeah, Were the there... orderlies. The orderlies. Yes. Disorderlies. Yeah, uh, I've seen it plenty of times. Yeah. So many times. I love it. I love it. Uh, so let me ask you this: how uh, how was it working Bellator and TNA at the same time? You because you made waves with that. Not many people were doing two things like that at the same time. I mean, you hear like even in like. You want to go, I guess, main, I don't want to say main, I don't know, actual pro sports, whatever. Uh, but like what Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders and that. But like when you were in Bellator and you signed with TNA, man, I remember that just being like news uh, in the world of wrestling. Like that, sh that shit was crazy. It was like, wait, they just got an MMA guy that's coming in legit. And I mean, like we've seen that happen with WWE and stuff back in the day with Shamrock Severin. But I mean. They weren't doing it at the same time. Both at the same time. That was yeah. just unheard of. That was crazy. What was that? Uh, <clears throat> it was it was fun. It was tough though because then I had to like spend. I'd be in between camps. One sometimes I'd find time to fly to Louisville, Kentucky, and just hit a crash course doing these crazy five-hour workouts with Al Snow, you know, taking chops, doing bumps, going over spots, doing this, doing that, and then. At the end, we go over wrestling psychology. You know, Al Snow's like real deep into it. So he made me think myself out of something. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, you do that. But then, no, it makes, 
And I thought myself going in circles. And then he'd be like, bro, more well, less is, less is better. Yeah. Dude, he did the same thing to me at TNA. And I remember looking at him. He wanted he had me do a power slam for a finish. And I'm like, power slam? That's Ron Simmons. Like, I ain't no Ron Simmons. Like, <laughs> or, or Dr. Destiny Williams. Yeah, like, come on now. Like, I already got a shit. Like, why are you trying to <laughs> like, my thing up? He's like, no, just do it. And I'm like, man, whatever. And I did it. I remember watching it back and off. It just didn't make sense to me, and I was like, "Man, it kind of just like put me around in a circle," you know? Yeah, no. But the thing is, he gets too deep with it. He gets so deep with it that you go in a circle. You know what I'm saying? And finally, he's like, "He's like, Mo, just think about this." He's like, "Less is more." He's like, "You don't want to do too much. You don't want to go too fast. You have to just move at the right time. Don't rush nothing, and because rush things look bad." And now, once start saying that, I was like, "You know what? It makes a lot of sense now." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, let me ask y'all something. What do y'all what, do? Y'all still watch much pro wrestling? Or? No, I know you don't, Wes. <laughs> I, I know. I, I know you. I, I know. I'm, I know that, you don't. Like, that, <laughs> that's like asking me, do you watch MMA fights? I really don't watch them that much because I see it every day. You know what I'm saying? And right. Yeah. About the twelve years. But. For sure. I, I get why if you're in the business, you don't want to, you know, do that. Like I, <laughs> you know, I, I get it. But it's so funny just because. Wes is so good about if we're at public events together uh, and people are coming up, he's really good about, yeah, here, here's Big Ace. Uh, and it's when it's like wrestling questions coming up because he's like, you answer it. It's always like that. And I love it. It's hilarious. I mean, me and me and Red talked about it. Your girl, when she was on our show, about how her and I have talked wrestling together probably more than you two have. And we've only yeah. <laughs> by the way, hey, by the way, everyone here at my, my house, they're big, we're big fans of, uh, of your, your girl, man. We're big guys, straight yeah. up. We watch, as a matter of fact, that's why we had to do the interview a little early because we watch MLW every Wednesday at my house at 8 o'clock. You know, we people come over here, we eat, watch pro wrestling, main, mainly MLW. You know what I'm saying? I, we watch Free Body sometimes here and there. We catch it in uh, Impact. We watch. I, 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 I'm, I, I like what I'm seeing. WWE, I don't, I don't, I quit watching that years ago. Yeah. But I see something else different. That's been going on for a while now. I think they had the. It was funny. They had their lowest rating. Lowest, yeah. Seen that wrestle because I I I I subscribed to Wrestle Top uh, on uh, oh, yeah, yeah, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah. I read that and I was like, yeah, I get it. I didn't watch this week either. I was like, whatever. What are you guys talking about? Exactly. <laughs> um, so to answer your original question, though, King Mo, uh, yeah, no, I I do try to keep up. I I'm pretty good about AEW. Uh, I keep up with like Impact, uh, some ROH, uh, some NWA, some LW, and, and New Japan. I'll keep up with some of that stuff on like YouTube and clips. I don't always get to watch all of it. Uh, and the pay per views, you know, stuff like that. I may not always watch Raw and SmackDown, but I do always watch the pay per views. I've been trying to make sure I watch more NXT now, too, just because they always do a good job. I just never remember. Man, Ring of Honor is better than that. Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor, man, like Gresham. I call him the black car, car the black Dean Malenko. <laughs> this dude can go. I'm Josh Woods. Yeah. Can go. Jay Lethal can yeah. go. Oh, man, the Briscoes. Cool. And then I like what I see with e, like, um, EC3. I like seeing him. Like, yeah. I, I just hope that Ring of Honor, AEW, Impact, and whoever else is out there, all collab and just like, do some crossover work, man. I, I like to see these matches. I like yeah, seeing we, the crossover matches. Yeah, we were talking about that before we went on. So, like, you being an MLW, I mean, you kind of already answered that, but like, 
is that would that be something that you think everybody would be on board for seeing these like dream matches from uh, all these different companies together because i mean obviously everybody's always done that like especially back in the day you said you watched wcw so i mean back in those days oh i'd love to see you know the big one was always flair and hogan yeah like those two having that dream match and it just never i mean it happened but did it really now um so i mean like how do you feel about that i mean do you think that would that would be the ticket now for, for all these people to get together and do it i'd also i was on the first jericho cruise where that kind of started where it was a little bit of new japan roh impact and then obviously the what became AEW, uh all on there together and it really was something special seeing them all together yeah it's actually like the old territories almost like, yeah, yeah. it's like the old territories like just rotate people here and there what's while have a like three times a year have a super bowl event like some type of like clash the champions you know what i'm saying all like all the organizations all four organizations yeah. get together have dream matches and they have like a point total you know what i'm saying leaving us something else that maybe a major pay-per-view with this organization everybody then they just rotate have big have big pay-per-views headlined by this major promotion with all the talent there and they just give you the money up i know it won't happen because money's money talks and you know some people ain't trying to split money with other people but you know, if they can come up with some something, I know this, they make more money, the fans enjoy it, and they make the fans pick sides, like, which promotion are you with? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Are you with Ring of Honor? Ring of Honor fans rep- represent? Are you with Impact? Impact fans represent? Are you with AEW? AEW fans represent? And check this out. There might be some people that are AEW fans that might be like, you know what? I like what's here at ROH. <laughs> I might start rocking with ROH a little bit more. Oh, you know what? I dig Impact. I dig this wrestling. I dig Willie Mack. Oh, I, Moose can go. You know, I want to watch them. I want to see more of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I want to see that because I feel like there are a lot of wrestlers out there that need more exposure because they can go. They just don't get the opportunity. Have you met Willie? Yeah, I, yeah Willie. Yeah, I met Willie. Man. I met him at, um, at uh, WrestleMania weekend like, when it's in Orlando. Willie's cool, man. Moose is cool. I haven't met no pro wrestlers that, like, that were kind of everybody's been cool, man. Everybody's been cool. Like I, I know if y'all are different. Hey, listen, pro wrestling is different. Hey, some throw some shade, so you you know. I know, I know, I know. Some do, but you know, but I, I don't be around them too much. But think about this: amateur wrestlers, we're weird, right? Yeah. You got a wrestler tournament, like, you guys are weird, yo. I'm, I'm one of them. MMA fighters, we're fucking weird. You come to you come to main event, you're like, God, you guys are weird. Pro wrestlers are even worse. Yeah. Even the weirdest, though, because they have their own code, their own talk, yeah. certain certain etiquette. I man, I, my first doctor this shit, I was Brett, man, Mark Henry had pulled me aside, like, hey man, you have to shake everybody's hand when you come in, say hi, address your name, shake hands, not too rough, but shake your hands right. Um, when you leave, say bye to everybody, and you know, say their name. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yo, you're not a shooter no more. And I'm like, shooter, what the fuck you talking about, shooter? He's like shooting shots like yo do that no more and i'm like oh so that's what shooters mean i'm like so what does heat mean because people tell me like i got it i had no idea what the shit that this shit meant <laughs> no one told me until after the fact like pro wrestling is a different world you have to learn different lingo gimmicks a gimmick it's like smurf like you know what i'm saying like gimmicks are, i i still don't get that everything's a gimmick you know what i'm saying it's funny because like i had I did some things for uh, the performance center um, a while back, and um, I was there with the Puerto Rican. Um, he was the 
for Puerto Rico, I believe, uh, silver or bronze medal for amateur wrestling. Mm -hmm. Puerto Rico. Um, we just we just hit it off. He was on the Olympic team, and um, we came back, and I got a text saying, "Oh, they changed uh, time that we were going to meet up at the performance center." And I was like, "Man, I bet you no one reaches out to uh, my." I'm sorry, I blanked on his name. So I like went on Instagram and he started following me. I followed him back and I messaged him. I was like, hey man, they changed practice time to this. Make sure you're there because you know they're like strict. And he showed up and he was like, Man, I can't believe you did that. No one else would have would have done that for me. Pro wrestlers normally would have just been like, uh, I'm I'm not gonna let him take my opportunity. But it's funny because I come from actually the amateur wrestling background where you don't leave one of your partner yep. teammates behind that's yep. that's you're not taught that way you taught that you pick up your teammate you help them out and you show because you're great and you're supposed to be there it's not doesn't have nothing to do with politicals or, or i'm going to play some game so he doesn't show up to practice no nah, i want to win that fair and square like that's yeah. not how i roll so you know of course i messaged him and he came back and he thanked me because he was like dude i never got the call or the text message so he would have showed up late and of course in the wrestling world they would have been like, oh, he since he was on the Olympics, he thinks he could be the yeah. and all this. People try to bury him. Yeah. Like, you know, of course, me and you know, that's one of my brothers. Like, you know, like once you share time on that amateur mat, it doesn't matter. You being another amateur wrestler, it's just respect. I mean, knowing what we had to do through in high school, junior high, of starving ourselves, of not being able to drink water, not go out and go have fun. Top our ear. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 like just like running miles every Sunday, like you know, everyone's resting. Like, Thanksgiving, if you, yeah. you're a wrestler, Thanksgiving, unless you're heavyweight, unless you're trying to put on weight, Thanksgiving, never. I can tell you this, I never ate, no, never. I just competed. And that, and that's why, like, even now to today, like, at Thanksgiving, I still kind of don't even like dozens, it's not the same, you know, like, I don't know, it's weird. I eat it, but I thought I was eating clean. Like for real, I eat salads. So I'm like, don't want to. I I think about weight. Right yeah. now, I'm yeah. Right now, I'm still about 200 pounds. I I try to stay in shape because I'm like, man, like I want to. I'm looking myself and I'm I've looking myself in shape for so long. I'll be damned if I get my, get out of shape now. I'm gonna yeah. get that shit up. See, that's the hard thing is like just to keep that motivation of just keep going because like a lot of times. People don't understand, like we all do. We all hit that wall where it's like, man, like I, there's been times where I like walk to the gym and like almost turn around and walk back into my truck. And then I'm like, <laughs> and I think, and I'm like, man, like why am I letting the, that win? You know, like why am I letting that little demon say, just, you know, take it off today. It'll be fine, you know? But luckily I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Like I trained this morning. I was at the gym at like five this morning and it's just, you know, it's a just being able to like push through those days that you don't want to go. You always feel better when you when you achieve that goal. Like after the day that you're like, man, I don't really want to work out, and then you work out, you're actually like, man, that was a damn good workout. You know, like do you ever get like that mode where you're just like, man, just sometimes you just hit that wall, but you know you got to just push right through it. I have my best workouts when I feel like that. Like good times, I won't sleep, and I might get two or three hours of sleep. But I'm like, you know what? Let me go work out. Push myself hard so I can go to sleep for real. Yeah. And then, I, then I'll do that and I'll be wired up. But then yeah. at nighttime, I'll crash. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best, man. Like, that's, that's the best. And, like, 
and for all the people out there, like we, everybody hits that level. Everyone gets to that point where you just doubt yourself. You're like, man, is this really working? Should I just keep, you know, should I just give up? And you don't, you can't give up. You just got to keep pushing through. I mean, big ace has been busting his ass. Everyone has been, you know, trying to make themselves better. And, you know, like everyone does hit that, you know, point where you hit that wall, you just got to push through it and, you know, everyone struggles with it, but you just got to keep going and you will reach those goals, you know? Yeah, man. Repetition, perseverance, man. Keep on pushing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, especially during the given times we're going through right now. That's stuff that people really need to hear and remember. Um, I wanted to ask you that. Uh, what was just your whole take on when this whole crazy pandemic began? What was your take on the outlook of the future of wrestling MMA? What, what the pandemic was going to do to these industries when it first started back in you know March or whatever this all began. What, what was your thoughts when that happened, Kingma? It's crazy because it happened. It started hitting in March where I heard about it, but I was in Ireland like in around April, right? I think you know late March, actually late March, and then shortly after that, that was a joke. I was like, man, just like SARS and MERS, get the fuck out of here. Just like Zika, oh, I should be afraid. I ain't wear no fucking mask because this shit ain't gonna fuck nobody up. I ain't worried about this shit. Then people start dying. So I was like, yeah, I was like, maybe I should. Nah, I ain't gonna fuck a mask. Like, these people are weak. Then my mama hit me up and she's a nurse. And she's like, wear a fucking mask because people are dying. Mainly a lot of black folks are dying because, you know, something about the white blood cell can't count. And also, a lot of us aren't in good places where they have access to top notch healthcare. Wear your mask. And my sister, she's a nurse in Orlando. She's like, wear your mask because there are people getting pneumonia quick, fast. I'm, I'm incubating them. And then she, she told me that there are people that when they're done, they have like scarred lungs and they have to be on oxygen for the rest of their life. Yep. So I'm like, you know what? If I'm, I'm thinking like, to myself, like, I got to wear a mask because if my fighter that I help train sees me not wearing a mask, he might fuck around and just not wear a mask. And if he gets this virus, he could get scarred lungs. And the last thing I want to do is, <clears throat> let's say you scar your lungs, right? And it's like 10% damage. Well, 10% could be 30 seconds of a round. You know what I'm saying? Let's say you go in five rounds. That's one minute, two minutes. That's two and a half minutes. That's half a round that could cost you a fight, cost you a career. So I'm like, ah, career? Nah. Yeah. Everything. So, yeah, everything. So I'm like, man, like, I wore my mask. <clears throat> I've been tested over 40 times. I am the only coach in the American Top Team that has yet to get the virus. I don't play around with that, man. Masked up at all times. Yeah, that's what I like to hear. That's what I yeah. like to hear. I got that face condom on. Yeah, dude. I, I, <laughs> I wear I wear a mask all the time. Like I don't I don't play around. I just you know like I see people trying to fight it and everything. I just I just go with the flow, man. I ain't trying to spread nothing and I ain't trying to catch nothing. So you know I just. Hey. I just, you know, I hear people bicker it. I just, whatever. I just mind my own business, put that thing on, and just keep on cruising, you know? Oh, yeah, my bad. Hey, send your dad my condolences, man. I know his homeboy died, man. So. Yeah, man. He, uh, <coughs> yeah, that was... Uh, we actually we actually haven't said that on the show. We haven't oh, yeah, we haven't talked about that. One. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We can do that now or at the end, whatever you want, Wes. I just... Now that, yeah, now I, feel, that up, I really, really talk about that on another episode. Yeah, we'll do that. It's just 
it kind of hits really hard to me too because I've known Pat since I was zero. Like, like I was in my mom's belly, like I've always like you know, so yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so what was your guys' thoughts though, as far as what this was going to do to the industry? Like, where's where you guys thought were you guys worried this was going to maybe kill it? Uh, I know as a fan, it was like, man, how are these guys going to survive? And, you know, luckily all these companies uh, came up with very great ways to, to keep the product coming. So, you know, we still have it. It's crazy to think professional wrestling is one of the only things that never really stopped. Well, here's the thing is though, like for me, a lot of my bookings were all over the place. Like I would be in South Africa, Japan, England, Canada, and all the independents are kind of shutting down, which is and stuff like that. But, you know, luckily, Florida, we've been able to run shows. And, you know, of course, I do ARW and a couple other shows. But other than that, the indie scenes kind of shut down, kind of just left to the TV. And the people with TV, like MLW, um, AEW, Impact. Um, Impact. Those are the companies that will still kind of survive because people are watching TV a lot more. People are actually on their phones watching TV, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's clips on their phone, they start downloading, they start viewing, so that can create ad revenue, which would create money so they can still survive. With independence, it kind of sucks because a lot of these companies did not have that source and that outreach. So in my eyes, it sucks for the small wrestling because, you know, depending on what state you are, are they allowed to coach? You know, like Florida, we're a little bit relaxed. Where we can, as long as you do it safely and, you know, do your part, you're allowed to start kind of run classes and teach people. But I know in like California, New York, and other places, you can't. So you shut down. So, you know, a lot of these people, I don't know if they're going to be able to bounce back, especially the small. I mean, of course, you know, there's always going to be people that restart again, but. I feel like a lot, like I've talked to a couple of my friends and, you know, they they don't know what to do. You know, they've moved, they're starting to move to other states because they need to find a way to like still be able to wrestle or teach wrestling or, you know, find another outlook. Or a lot of my friends own gems in California and they're all shut down. So they're moving to uh, Texas so they can op- reopen up their gyms. And it's just, you know, you see people struggling like that, you know. Well, yeah. Texas is bad than California anyway. Yeah, right, right, no doubt. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's 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 crazy. Uh, it's cool to see some independents find ways uh, to still do what they're doing, though. You know, our good friends in Iowa, the IPW crew, uh, stream their shows. They just do it, stream it. Every, well, not right now, but uh, probably in a few weeks here, it might begin where they'll start streaming again. Actually, they just streamed this last week, I think, uh, a show on Sunday. You know, and fans can go and donate to them on, on the on the you know the stream and stuff. So just nice ways. But yeah, if you really think about it, professional wrestling has been like one of the only constants during this pandemic uh, in the world of entertainment and sports. Uh, maybe and you know, like you said, the independence obviously took a hit. But man, I mean, there's been some breaks, but there's been constant at least something on wrestling wise since this happened. So I mean, as a wrestling fan, combat sp- combat sports as a whole, because I can see pro like wrestling. I can say that in the combat sports world. Boxing, kickboxing, MMA, uh, wrestling never left. 
still people still demand it and it's still it's still out there to be watched they're still having shows so that's a good thing man are you excited to go out there and just like like bring the people entertainment are you excited every time you like put on your boots and you're like you know what i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna show these people you know that are home stuck on their couch i'm gonna show them what king mo is all about i'm at mlw i'm gonna bring it i'm gonna whoop low keys ass don't you take pride in that shit knowing that you, you know what i'm not gonna lie i do board and like trying to find things to do i'm gonna watch your match you know like, I, I do but then i feel all pumped up until it's time to go out there and i get terrified can't lie look before fights i'm like yeah man whatever i'm trying for this i know i'm not worried about this ass but pro wrestling those fans can be brutal <laughs> boy i do not want to be the black glacier because you know, remember glaciers come out no one cheered no one did nothing that's why i fear man i'm like please boo me or something boo do something bro make sure if we do something just don't stay quiet you yeah. know what i'm saying because like yeah i doubt you had that problem though <laughs> no nah, i know i'm just saying like you never know because there could be a time i remember in in, in kentucky there's a guy named paradise um we uh, we were wrestling and he was a face but you know elizabeth towns outside of Louisville, kentucky and elizabeth towns real conservative well paradise is kind of androgynous kind of sure. so he comes out second and the, the heel came out first and the heel got heat knocked some popcorn down tore signs but then when when paradise came out boy he got heat because they hated his character so <laughs> on the fly everyone had a hit change he had to turn heel you know oh, you oh. never know what people like because sometimes you might go to a place where people might hate who you are just because and they hated his ass boy they hated his ass Oh, I'm talking about. I never seen people boo so loud in my life. It was crazy, but it's funny though. It was yeah, good. he was over. I'm pretty hated in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you be saying? I'm saying the fans hate me there. <laughs> I I had a big feud with Chase Stevens, and he was a huge. He's from Tennessee. That's like his hometown, and I like busted him up really bad, and he yeah. really bad, and. I like grabbed his blood and wiped it all over me and like did something to a fan and the fans like whatever jumped over the railing what? in the ring. So I knocked him out. His buddy tries to jump in the ring and he had like ballpoint like uh pins in his hand to try to like swing at me, but luckily security grabbed him and like took him down. And like at the time, like I was just really just practicing this being the worst heel ever because I was like going to about to do aces and eight so i'm like talking to devon he's like grab water and drink it and then fling the water on people and you can't get in trouble i'm like really he's like yeah you trust me so he's like as long as they don't have their phones out and stuff so i'd like fling water on people and dude they would get so pissed trying to jump the railing on me and like all kinds like i've had in tennessee i've had multiple people jump the railing because you know once you get once you get in that ring you're a contestant. You know, I remember, I forgot who told me, I think Rip Rogers and uh, at OVW, they said, hey, so if any fan gets in the ring, he's a contestant. You're a heel. Yeah. If you're a face, you just kind of, because you know they're coming after you. But if you're a heel, hold your ground. Show them why you're a badass. And I like that. Because if you step in the ring, so even on the match, anytime you step in a, a, a situation where two men are combat, in a combat situation, you might get your asshole by some of them by both of them or by one of them so just don't hop in that ring thinking you're gonna do something yeah like davy boy messed up that guy at the wwe hall of fame yeah. davy boy was just 
<laughs> he landed one big one when they got yeah, it. Yeah, in what Cash or Dax? Oh no, yeah, that too. It was uh, but, Dax. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. One of the boys from uh, from the, um, the revival, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I talked to. Um, you were there, weren't you, Wes? Yeah, I was there. I talked to uh, Harry right afterwards, and Harry was like, "I was trying to pull his eyes out." Yeah, dude. I was like, "Why?" He goes, "Yeah, I wanted to pull his eyes." Yeah, yeah. Harry, will do that. Like Harry, family, yeah. Harry, like people don't understand. Like, dude, that dude, if he wanted to, he could go fight. If he like really wanted to hurt somebody, I tried talking to him. I, talk, I was like, "Hey, you should fight." He's a catch wrestler. Catch wrestlers are fucking disgusting. But he's too nice of a guy, though. He no, just, bro. Listen, listen. Nice. Catch wrestlers. No, he seems that way. But bro, catch wrestlers by nature are just. Look at Josh Barnett. Yeah. Scoundrels. We'll try to break whatever they can get their hands on. Like catch wrestlers, yeah, they seem cool, friendly, until you compete with them. Then you get yeah, different side. I've known Harry my whole life. So, okay. So you know, all right, all right, yeah, yeah. I know my boy Harry. Okay, like, y'all boys. But I'm just saying, like, dude, I he, know I, t- I did. I he went to Switzerland because I one time he was on this crazy. I'm going to train fully MMA, and he went to Switzerland and learned from. From this guy that has like the best legs in the world, where he was this dude, he was showing me videos, was like breaking heavy bags with his kicks, and he taught Harry how to do those. Tall kicks. was he? Tall dude, tall. Yeah, tall dude. Jorgen, probably Jorgen Crew. Because yeah. I, I know, because I know Jorgen. I trained with him. He came dude, down to help. Dude, they show me highlights of this guy, dude. His leg kicks were nasty. Here, he's a big like, Bro, I watched him smash people in sparring. I was like, "Bro, you want to jump in there, Mike?" Hell no! If I can wrestle, if I can wrestle all day, but if I can't take him down, I'm not going in there with that big motherfucker, man. He was destroying people, killing Dan Henderson. It was nasty. The funny thing about the story is that so at, he went to like Switzerland and train with the dude, and then he like stopped in Germany for something, and oh no, he stopped in like Holland for something, and there was a robbery. And the guy went by Harry, and Harry just decided to be like a good citizen and like grabbed the guy and choked him out. And Harry said he started wiggling. So then I put my legs in, and he put the hooks in, and then dropped ah. the dude. And you people don't realize Harry's like six yeah. five, he's probably big. two six. He's big. He's solid. He's solid. Solid. So he ended up being in like the newspaper and all this stuff for like choking out the guy that like robbed somebody. Oh man, that's crazy. That happened up here, uh, like an hour north of me in Minneapolis a few years back. With uh, I think it was Davari, he was on our uh, train going from like the Mall of America to downtown Minneapolis, and some lady got robbed, and he just happened to be on the train. And they have the train video had the whole thing where he got up, stopped the guy, robbed him, and basically just wrapped him up, tied him up on the ground, just held him till the train stopped and the cops came on. Yeah, Booker T did the same thing in like a McDonald's or a Burger King. That's oh, crazy. Chad Gaspar did it out here in Coral Springs. Some guy walked up to him, put a gun out, and he just snatched the guy up. Like, literally, it, the video's out there. But the guy came up to him, pulled a gun out, and Chad just grabbed him and snatched him up and the gun. It's pretty. Well, he Chad, has Chad had, like, private, like, security background and training and stuff like that because he used to do, like, high-end security and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So he's a bodyguard and everything, too. Yeah. But... We well, man. We don't want to take too much of your time, man. I yes. want to appreciate you for coming on the show, man. And uh, 
Man, dude, I can't wait to see you versus Loki, man. You got to holler at me for that one. I will, I will, man. Give me all next month, too, man. I'll, I'll do a monthly appearance for y'all, man. Hey, yeah. We got to do one to get, like, when I come down there. We'll yeah, get- for sure, yeah. Okay, yeah. You go. Definitely. Let's make that happen. Uh, King Mel, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, on Instagram and, and Twitter, it's at King Mo FH. King Mo FH. You know what I'm saying? And, that's about it. I'll be on. I'll be on there here and there, but really, I just be chilling. I've been down chilling. You like, like, like me? I do. Yeah, you are perfect for this. Uh, this <laughs> show, man, that's what we do. Uh, yeah, so I'll and I'll throw those guys in the description. So make sure on the description, YouTube or whatever it is you're watching this on, make sure you click it. Shots out to VOC Radio Nation. Big new signee for them. We're welcoming Bill after to the network. So that's pretty big news for VOC Nation. So make sure you show them some love for that. Again, the only place you're going to find the exclusive audio versions of the Briscoe and Big Ace podcast. So make sure you check that out at VOCNation.com. Uh, uh, and you can get it on demand, plus some really great live content as well. And again, we're on YouTube. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, The Briscoe, and Big A Show. Uh, if you're in the uh, Orlando, Florida area, ARW has been pumping out shows monthly and kicking ass doing it. So make sure you guys check those out. What's your next match? Uh, Both yeah, I'm, still waiting. I'm, I'm still waiting. Uh, I'm waiting to hear back because uh, maybe some more um, – get some more dates pretty soon nice awesome i got a big announcement to make and it'll be in the next couple of days and it's the first one of the uh impact stars and uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a big announcement i'm probably kind of gave it away but it's one of my dreams well i've already wrestled the person before but a long time ago but it's kind of another dream match and it's going to be one of those matches that we're going to steal the show and going to be a match that i'm actually so excited to do it's like it's been a while since i've got that feeling of like damn i really want to wrestle again like it's been like you know i I got a bunch of other careers and jobs and stuff that i'm doing so you know wrestling's just kind of been on the back burner but man i'm really excited i've really been training hard and i'm really excited for this next match it's going to be uh it's going to be crazy. It's going to be in February. It's going to be insane. So That's what's up. I, you haven't even told me who it is, but I can put two and two together, and I know who it's going to be. And if you are a, uh avid listener to the Briscoe and Big A show, think really hard. You can probably put the dots together. But, yeah, that's going to be one hell of a match. I'm glad that's finally happening. So, all right, guys, make sure you check them all out, though. King Mo, again, thank you, man. We cannot thank you enough. We're going to bring you back. It's uh, we're going to let you go, though, because it is time for Dynamite. Guys, obviously, this isn't live tonight. So, uh, And uh, we'll be back next week with a holiday edition. And then we're going to take a little holiday break uh, before we bring you the next episode. So we will see you guys next week again. Make sure you check out King Mo, MLW, and everything else he has going on. Support him. And just tell him, we, uh, you know, tell him what's up. Tell him we sent you. And Wes, I will talk to you, I'm sure, in like an hour when we get off the show or something. So... Everybody, enjoy your night. Enjoy your week. Have a good weekend. And we will see you guys on Christmas Eve. Peace, love, and happiness. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation.
Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the wrestling historian with Craig Legon every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact. Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez. And former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern. And, of course, In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And, by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Hola, this is your amiga, Shelly from Cali. To let you know, you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.